When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. First and Pod, thanks for being with us. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone, every team, every week, every game, coming to you live after Texans and Eagles 29-17 Texans. Uh, it was probably a little closer for comfort, Pony, than Philly wanted for a little longer than they expected. But it, it felt to me like uh, always at arm's length, never really at risk of losing, not really going to overreact in any way for the Eagles. Like classic letdown spot. They they they, they sleepwalked a little bit, but they're totally fine. That's how I yeah. felt. Well, I think the biggest story about this game is the rarity of both of their teams – in baseball, playing a World Series game at the same time. And I don't know if you knew this, but our sister station, WIP in Philadelphia, aired the football game over the Phillies game. The Phillies game got bumped to another station. And I don't know if that's a contractual thing, but they had put on their website for days a programming note that they were going to take the football game over the baseball game. And I'm really into shit like this. I am I'm gonna be fascinated by that rating tomorrow in Philadelphia for both games. Because my hypothesis was if it was a closeout game for the Phillies, I think the Phillies would have done a better rating. But because it was 2-2, and because it looked a little sketchy there for the Eagles at at first, I bet the Eagles game will do a better rating. So I just default to football is king, but this has to be like the ultimate litmus test. I mean, Philly's a great sports town. It's been insane, the environment at these Phillies games. But you also have 40,000 people at the game that are obviously hardcore baseball fans that are otherwise not watching on TV. It could be that close of a number where where that, that could impact it. it. It would be a sad commentary for baseball if Eagles-Texans – loses in a huge sports market like that to game five of the world series. But, but it's a unique situation for the Eagles because they're a team of destiny right now. They're undefeated, right? It's a dream season, right? And And the world and the foot and the baseball season wouldn't end either way for them tonight. It was just to recapture control of the series. Yeah, but it's still a World Series game over a Thursday night game against the Texans. I mean, the Eagle, the, the Phillies game is undeniably a bigger game. If the if if Thursday night football against the Texans beat it, that's a football reign supreme thing. That's not a I mean, we we know Philadelphia's a great sports town. We know they love the Phillies. It's just that every casual fan in the world cares about the NFL. And baseball doesn't have a ton of casual fans. Like that's a that 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 is a fascinating thing. I'm I'm a little surprised to hear that about IP, just because if there's one place where baseball media carries the day, it's on the radio. 
right? I mean, baseball on the radio still matters. Baseball on the radio is a much val- more valuable radio property than football on the radio, just because 162 games of inventory, companion sport, summer, mowing your grass, pool, lake, trips, car rides, like ba- baseball always being there. Football's not really a great radio property for these stations to have. But Philly has always labeled itself as a football first town. They have right. been into that more than New York, more than Boston. Uh, you know, things are a little bit different where you are because there's two teams, but obviously the Cubs are way more popular than the White Sox are. Yeah, Chicago's a Bears town. It's a sh- Chicago's more like Philly in in that way Chicago the unifying thing here is the Bears for sure but I think that you know let's say it was a place you know even you know Houston it'll be Astros because the Texans are so bad but if it were Dallas if the Rangers were playing game five of the World Series and it was 2-2 it would be the Cowboys right and I think we're going to see tomorrow that Philadelphia is a lot like Dallas in those towns and the Eagles will have done a better rating Trying to think about what so what what would Pittsburgh be? Steelers? It would be if the Pirates weren't such a dead organization with But if they were in the World Series, they wouldn't well, be. Well, no, that's what I'm gonna say. That because so many people have never seen it before, you're going 40 plus years. You know, they the spectacle of the Pirates being in the World Series would beat the Steelers. You know, and in Kansas City, where I worked, it's such a great sports town. They do huge numbers for everything. They do huge numbers for college basketball. They do huge numbers for the World Cup. Like, yeah. they, they do they do huge numbers for There's everything. There's no water there. That's why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Royals ratings, set records, the whole thing. Uh, that would be a real fascinating witness test. I, I think I would say Royals, not because the, it's a bigger Royals town than Chiefs town, but because they would just be significance of the game. Yeah. That I so I I think that's what it would be, but that that would be damn close in Kansas City. That's a that's a good one. Uh anything, anything at all to Damian Pierce having so much success against the Eagles. I saw Mina Kimes share a stat that the Eagles are worst in the league in yards per carry after contact. They might be susceptible to the power running game, which obviously could come into play uh, for a Cowboys matchup with them or a Niners matchup uh, for them. Is that is that a the nerds found a stat to make Philly seem vulnerable, or is that a real thing for you? Uh, not real yet for me because I look at their defensive line, and I think that you know those guys are still great players. So, you know, yards after contact, I guess somehow you got to get beyond that line and into their linebackers in second level. Yeah. Which when I think of their secondary, I think more of guys that, you know, go after the football than I do hard hitting guys. There's not a real thumper back there, but I think it bears watching. Like, I don't think it's a true Achilles heel yet, but now that it's out there, the next time they play, say the Giants and Saquon Barkley or you know, a situation like that, it'll be on my mind, definitely. Yeah, and they've just played with so many leads. Yep. You know, they it, it hasn't really been tested. So it was it Jacksonville's was really the only game where they fell behind big. Right. Um, so it was just just an it was 
that was something that I thought exact same thing. File, file that away, and if teams play close games the whole way, maybe as they wear down even more and become more susceptible to the run over the course of the game, could be a thing. But let's get to the slate this week. It's a short one with uh, or a small one with six teams on a bye. Uh, post-trade deadline, we'll start Jets and Bills, the preseason favorite, the team that's probably had the highest highs this year. Do you consider the Bills still the team to beat post-trade deadline? Yeah, I do. I don't think Hines is like a huge addition, but I think he fits their offense. They want a running back who catches it out of the backfield. That's why they drafted Cook from Georgia. He hasn't worked out. You know, I think if you're talking about, you know, small issues for a team, I'm not sure that the Bills in a fourth quarter situation in a four-minute offense, if they just strictly wanted to run the ball, I don't think they could do it unless they made Josh Allen the guy that was carrying the ball. So, you know, that's the only thing with them that's a little bit concerning. But I don't think, and we'll go through some of these other teams, I I don't think a team that was close to them, like Kansas City or Philadelphia, made a move that was big enough to get them on equal footing with Buffalo. So, yes, they are still the favorite for me. Yeah, I think they're still the favorite, too. I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for Chiefs-Bills in the AFC title game to to see it when it all matters and to, to see the game again. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs, you know, they, they added Kadarius Toney, and we'll get to them. But, you know, Miami adding Chubb is fascinating, and I can't wait to talk about that with you when we do Bears-Dolphins. But I'll, I still need to see it over a larger body of work for them. So yeah, I think I think the Bills are comfortably there. I I love that we put this game first. Uh, so so the Jets are eleventh in points against this year. Obviously lost last week to the Patriots. Gave up twenty two. Week before that, nine to Denver. Week before that, ten to Green Bay. Week before that, seventeen to the Dolphins. Week before that, twenty uh, to the Steelers. They've won four of their last five. Defense is playing very well. What would a number be? a points number that the Bills could score, win or lose, where you would be impressed with the Jets' defense? Uh, I would say if they held them under 24 points, okay, that would was probably my be my two. number. Yeah. Because like, I just think that that's a – they have a lot of really talented players on their defense, and they've been playing well consistently, albeit – against some bad teams, but also like holding Miami to 17 points is looking good. I know, I know Miami had the quarterback issue uh, in in that game, but I am interested. They lost that game to the Patriots because of a legitimate roughing the passer penalty that, that hit on Jones that took that interception off the board, which was a, which was a real hit. It was high and it was late. That, that shift that completely changed the entire dynamic of that game. And it did not affect the throw. So if that play doesn't happen, they probably win. And this is like by far the marquee game of the week. Yeah, I'm very interested to see if their defense makes anything difficult for Buffalo. Another game where we should talk about the moves that were made or not. uh, Rams, Bucks. Both teams did nothing. Were you surprised which team needed to do more or something? Well, Tampa needed to do it because 
Brady's 45. And there's no guarantee that he's going to be playing football next year. In fact, you see media reports now that agree with me that there's a push to get him in the Super Bowl broadcast booth. So I was ahead of that story. Um, Good job by you. Thank you. Uh, with 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 LA, I mean, it, it goes against their behavior, their recent pattern of behavior. But it's like, okay, I guess they can try to run it back next year after kind of the malaise of winning a Super Bowl wears off. I don't see, like, where does Tampa Bay go from here next year once they dump Brady? I think they plummet to one of the worst teams in the NFL. So I'm stunned that they didn't just try to do a win-now thing when the division, they're going to probably have a home playoff game. Why wouldn't you just try to be a team that, like Tennessee, a few years ago, wins like nine or ten games? Since he won ten games last year. They went 10 and 7 and made it to the Super Bowl, Danny. Load yeah, up. They, they they have a a stretch here where they have to think they're still winning the division fairly comfortably. Rams, Seattle, Cleveland, New Orleans, San Francisco, Cincy, Arizona, Carolina, Atlanta. The rest of the way. I had an odds maker tell me he thinks they're an underdog in two more games and that's it. Cleveland yeah. and San Francisco. That that makes sense. That may, but I'm not in, they, they definitely are losing more than two more games. Like, are both of these teams just assuming that they're going to get Odell Beckham Jr., the Rams and Bucks? Is that why they didn't do anything? And who knows what kind of shape he's going to be in by the time he reports and plays? Yeah. And I mean, obviously, that makes more sense for the Rams than the Bucks to like believe it, given that it's happened before. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. You know, the, the Bucks. I mean, both teams have won a Super Bowl recently, obviously, right? They're the last couple winners. But the Rams winning last year with a longer runway, even if Aaron Donald did retire, they still feel like they could be a contender next year. And I think we've been talking about it for two or three weeks with the Rams. They needed pass protection and run blocking. They, they needed an offensive lineman. Those guys do not get traded. It just doesn't, it doesn't happen. Bad teams don't even trade them. So... They, I bet you that they tried and had no takers. Tampa, no idea uh, what they're doing. I wouldn't really want to – I mean, whoever loses this game is in a tough spot, though. Well, Rams much more so. Yeah, because of the division. I know. Yeah. But, I mean, damn, man. If, if the Bucks lose, they'll have lost four straight four in and, and six of seven. Yep. But still be the favorites to make the, to win the division? Probably. Yeah, that is a that is going to be ugly if Tampa if Tampa loses this game. I mentioned it in passing earlier. Uh, Titans Chiefs. What kind of impact are you expecting from uh, Kadarius Tony? Well, I'd like to hear more? your answer to that first because you're the Chiefs guy. You know, he's kind of fits that mold of just speedster that Andy Reid wants and covets so much. We're trying to piecemeal together their replacement plan for Tyreek Hill. So what do you think? I think that it's the exact type of move that they do. Um, And like we've seen with Juju Smith-Schuster, who we talked about last week or the week before, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, like both of those guys were looked at as flawed players. Valdez-Scantling obviously in a better situation than, than Juju, but they immediately get to Kansas City and are start starting to produce. Juju more than Valdez-Scantling, but he's had a couple of nice games. 
So, I mean, Kadarius Tony is a first round pick who a team cut bait with in what less than two full seasons, but he runs a four three. So, if there's any spot in the NFL where he should look good, it's this one. Big arms quarterback, genius, offensive play designer, an ability, a spot where he can make an impact on special teams too, and, and feel like he can make an impact. And other guys have shown up and immediately looks better there than they looked at any point in their previous spot. I know Juju had nice moments with the Steelers, but you understand my point anytime in recent history. So I don't think it's this week. You know, I would think it'd be really tough for a wide receiver to pick up a new playbook. And I think it'll take a few weeks for him. I don't think it's as easy as a pass rusher or a running back, but Kadarius Tony will make an impact in a big game for the chiefs this regular season. And my guess is he'll be in the rotation by the postseason because it's the perfect spot for receivers to go to. It's perfect. Well, I if I were Buffalo, I would be flattered. If I were the Bills, I would feel like this was really not, uh, this was an unnecessary move that only gets made because the Chiefs know that there's another team that is capable of scoring 50 points in a game and they might have to play them in Buffalo. Like between Sky Moore and McCole Hardman and these guys there, they didn't really need Kadarius Toney. There wasn't like an obvious void, though. I know I mentioned Tyree Kill, but it's not like they've missed him. They went to San Francisco against the top defense and scored 41 points. Yeah, the top scoring offense in the league. I I, I respect the move because I think it's an honest self-evaluation. It's like we're not giving up that much for a player with a high ceiling, and there's another team in our division, or our conference, I should say, that might have either a quarterback that's our equal or an offense as a whole that's equal or superior to ours. That's why I like it. I I, I was surprised, though, that if they were only going to do a small thing, that it wasn't a Robert Quinn-type trade. Just yeah, well, we both big... said we liked that better. Both we, liked the, we liked more of a balanced team than just trying to load up on one side of the ball. Yeah, and just they they they've made moves like that in in the past, and it's paid dividends. And I'm sure they tried, but it it surprised me given the asking price uh, that they didn't go in that direction.